Yeah, it is Friday, June 5th. June 5th. Feel like we have a different angle yeah. with every podcast. Oh yeah, we got pod- different camera angle. Podcast number nine. You know what's going to happen is the next time it's going to be right in our faces. Oh, you're we're we're getting a whole new setup, so it's not going to look like this for much longer. Yeah, um, it's going to be. Why is the camera all jumpy? See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff that I don't like. Mm. But check out that wicked farmer's is, tan. Is it because the camera's too close to us? It's trying to read all of us. No, at the same I, time? I turned off the thing. Yeah. Um, let us know uh, if the camera is like really jumpy, but I think we're good. Yeah. You know, what? you're listening to our voices. You could probably not watch this and still get something out of this Twitch stream. So. Yeah. Listen, we're we're not the most beautiful people in the world. We're beautiful. I mean, not the most. I mean, I mean. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. I mean, you got a wicked haircut and you know everything else about wicked you. Wicked farmer's tan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I mean, hey, listen. As always, we have an awesome episode for you guys today. Podcast number eight. Yeah, no nine. Nine. Number ah, nine. What are we? Uh, where are we nine, today, nine, boys? Oh, fast food. Because I know. We spent all day writing a a song that slaps. It bops. It totally bops. It totally, totally bops, and we cannot wait to actually play it. We are keeping. Whoa, Soul Slaw. Oh, you're the man. Oh, thanks, number man. Number one in our hearts. Thanks for thanks. Appreciate it. Um, and that's that's the other thing, too, for everybody out there that's listening and watching. Um, if you want to be subscribers to us um, and to our channel, you have to do it every month. So if you go on to um, our page and hit the subscribe button, you could do it from there and pay for the su- subscription. Or you can go to your Amazon Prime account. Yep, Twitch and then Prime. Pr- Twitch Prime and then do it for free, which, I mean, hey, if you're already paying for the service, might as well get a little two-for-one deal. Helps us out. Help you out. Help everybody out. Helps you know? the world out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really. Makes I mean, the world it's a really place. the world yeah. we're trying to help here. Um, but we got, as always, we got John's Jams of the Week. We got always the, the news. Give you guys a little mm-hmm. update. Some crazy stuff going on this week in the news. Crazy stuff. And then um, we got, of course, our game. And then uh, Squeezy Gyps. He's back from his uh, vacation. And he's, wow. And he's doing a little demonstration this time. A little, a little tutorial, if you will. And then, um, and then, as always, we got our general conversation, kind of the overall topic of the podcast. And it's, uh, again, about music, and John came up with the topic. Um, we got John's segment, and it's going to be uh, very stimulating, and I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be very curious to hear what we have to say about it. It's um, something Maybe. that we, we wonder about it all the time. We'll preface it now, and we'll get to yeah. it later. Um, it, it even happened today while we were, while we were writing. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's an ongoing topic for us. Um, I finished all of my chicken nuggets. I'm very full right now, and I'm ready to go. Rip roaring, ready to go. Awesome. Yeah, uh, um, the thing about nuggets is, I used to be able to eat them and not feel eat, sick. Eat after twenty of them, but now we have to split. Now it's know. like, yeah, now I can have ten, and that's my max. And now I just feel like garbage, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, I got my water. There you go. We're good. Um, so to kind of introduce everything, I wanted to just touch on the um, what's been kind of going on in the news. Again, we um, we try and keep politics and everything out of our show, but um, something like this just couldn't be ignored. Uh, what's been going on with, uh, of course, the aftermath of the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, we just want to send, I know I could speak for all of us here, uh, that we can only send our prayers and hope um, that everybody is safe out there and um, that everybody is, uh, you know, healthy and, you know, yeah. keeps it, you know, so we didn't stream on Tuesday because yeah. everybody was doing the blackout thing, and then you know, you know, accordance with that, we wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, 
coming across as as uncaring or and to um, recognize everything to recognize everything that's going, going on. on. So um, we we kind of didn't stream on Tuesday, but you know, um, so there's a lot of crazy stuff. But we hope that our podcast will at least give you uh, that that glimmer of of light and hope, um, exactly, and that glimmer of like fun. Maybe. Exactly. Um, and then if you wish um, to donate to George Floyd's family, I know John posted something on our Instagram page. It, the bio or the link in our bio is still up. Yep. So if you wish to donate. Um, which to is his always, family, directly to his family. Exactly. You, know, mean, you know he's up to uh, the, 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 the memorial fund is like $12 million yeah, it's so crazy. far. So it's going to be dispersed to not only the family, but also they're going to be putting the money back into the community and everything, too. Right. And to the businesses that have been you know damaged during all this, but also to everybody it's not right. just for him so that's I fantastic mean, that's, that's that's a really good thing so, so there's a lot going on but we're, we're just trying to be happy fun um you know just trying to bring you a little bit of joy on this exactly. Friday night. and you know what really brings joy is some old school music right Wait, is that where we're going now oh yeah we're going to so your, i'm just I'm, I'm being put on the spot now you're totally being put on the spot here um oh also you can find this podcast on spotify itunes all that good stuff i meant to mention that um before he got super serial for a second. So um, you can find it everywhere. The full episode, well, not really the full episode. We take out the game because nobody wants to sit and listen to silence at a podcast for like an hour and a half. So, um, but you can catch like the conversation um, on Spotify. If you missed a couple, if you want to re-listen, you're in the car and you want to listen to us banter a little bit, go for it. Um, so anyway... Let's get to it. John, what do you have for this week for so, your John Jam? Did you just write Buffy? Yeah, I, I meant to say Buddy, <laughs> but uh, Soul, Soul Slaw is our Buffy. He's, he's our Buffy, he knows. I don't know what that is. All right, John Jam of the Week. Is that you covering The End by The Beatles? I don't think it was, Brandon. No? I don't think you'll ever get that right. Dang it. You know, I, I feel like I'm close. Every time Every time he plays that, I'm getting closer and closer. I can yeah, feel you, it. You, feel yeah it. you'll get it one yeah. day. Um, my John Jam of the week is this record right here by a fantastic, amazing band called the California Honey Drops. Brandon, play a little bit of I'll Pick One. I'll pick okay. One. Did gotcha. you say man or band? Band. Band. I hope I said. I heard man. Oh, whatever. They're all incredible men. All right, here we go. This guy has the smoothest voice, like smoother than, than skipping. Than honey? And honey. Well, I remember, baby, when we were still at school. All the good times that we shared are breaking all the rules. I try to find a place with no one around. I'm trying so hard Catherine's to favorite band. make a sign. Now, you know what's crazy? Everybody out there, if you want to guess what time period this band is from, I'm going to throw my guess. I'm, I'm assuming maybe like 1950s. Maybe. Good guess. Uh, Anyone good. else have a guess on when this album came out? Maybe, maybe 60s, you know, like the, like the, like, you know, right after the swing. The and soul thing. Yeah. And, but if you want to venture to a guess, throw it in the chat. If you don't, um, I will say I, what it is. I know the answer, so I'm, I'm not guessing. But, hmm. oh, this album is so 
good. So they're called the California Honey Drops. The California Honey Drops because they're from California. And this album's called Spreadin' Honey. Spreadin' Honey. Mm. And, I mean, first off, look at that album cover. It's just perfect. They have no words on it, nothing. It's just honey on a globe. It's fantastic. If any of you guys guess the right year, I will give you 15 TAA points. Wow. Wow. That's so, a lot of points there, people. So I'm throwing mine in as, as 1950. Throwing Anyone my hand else the have ring. a guess? If you don't, I'm going to keep on I'm rolling. being generous. Don't take advantage of my generosity. <laughs> oh, nobody's taking advantage of it. Nobody's even tried. Oh, 1982. All right, that's one guess. And to prove to you that I'm not just joshing, I've got the scoreboard right here. I'll just oh write boy. 15. Yeah. Lou Bob says 1965. 1965. Um, anyone else have a guess? Let's just keep it keep it rolling while people are giving a guess. So I'll at least go over the history while people are still venturing to guess. California Honey Drops Rhythm and Blues Band started in California, in around the Oakland area. Um, if anyone else has a guess, no. Okay. They started playing in the subways in Oakland. Oh, wow. With just a couple things, like a thumping bucket. And, Always love a good thumping and bucket. And a, um, a couple banjos and, like, like, all this stuff. So, the California Honey Drops, this album came out in 2012. Can you believe it? 2012? 2010, my bad. 2010? 2010. Wow. Um, they wow. started playing together in 2007. The um, lead singer, get this, very Polish. His name is Lech <laughs> Wierzynski. Wow. I didn't wow. even know his name was Lech. That's cool. I had cool. no idea. So anyway, um, the California Honey Drops is one of my favorite, favorite bands. You know, everything. And the thing is, nobody knows about him. Well, and, and you Other know, than you 10 people now. If I had to guess what his name would be, I would say it's Lech. You know, because it, it fits with the time period of the sound. Like uh, of the music, yeah, you know. Yes, but they are such an old school group. Um, <laughs> la, so la, 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 la. I got <laughs> la, 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 la. So I got introduced to the California Honey Drops by one of my. So I was working at Big Bang two summers ago, and one of my students' parents. Sometimes they sit in on the lesson, and you know that's a little like, ugh, why do you have to sit in here? But whatever. Anyway, so like I feel like I'm under the gun. Like, if I say something, yeah. like, wrong drumming-wise, then I'm going to be Or you make ridiculed. the kids cry. Or, or the kid <laughs> just, like, gets bored, and then I'm like, well, all right, I don't, I don't want the parent to think I'm boring their child. Anyway, um, so one of the parents says, so, like, what type of music are you into, John? And I was like, uh, he's like, I take you for, like, a metal guy, because I was wearing, like, all black and, like, a V-neck and all that stuff. He's like, no, well, I, I was like, I like metal, but I, I listen to a lot of country and, and uh, southern rock and classic rock and that style um, of music. He's like, really? He's like, have you ever heard of the California Honey Drops? And I was like, no. He's like, we go to see them every year when they come around. They are one of the best live bands. I encourage you to check them out. Now, when people like parents tell me you need to check out this band. And he was a younger guy, too. Crumple it up, um, throw it away. I, I, yeah, exactly. Was you, he the guy that we saw on the bridge while we were fishing? No, no, different guy, but same age, roughly. Ah. And so, the, like, younger parent. And so um, I usually don't take 
parents' advice for like when they tell me to uh, listen to a band because usually it's really dated or like, hey man, you should listen to more Zappa, and I'm like, no, I, I, I it doesn't do or it the for Floyd. me. Like, or, you ever you, listen to Fugazi? You, you ever <laughs> listen to Pink Floyd, brother? Like really sit in the dark with a lava lamp, what, listen to what, it? What, huh? What's Fugazi? <laughs> it's kind of like an. Is it like out fish? there? No, 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 no. <laughs> Fugazi's like a a Danzig type. Oh, okay, uh, okay, right. okay. So anyway, so um, I listened to this guy's advice. First track was um, when it was wrong, and I was utterly amazed that this band came out in 2012. And this goes back to us talking about that whole nostalgia thing. That the minute I heard this, I was like, "This is incredible! I gotta show everyone." So I showed my dad. I showed Krausman. I was like. You guys got to hear this. And then on top of that, um, they recorded the album straight to tape. Wow. One take. That's, that's tough. One take each you song straight to tape. So they're all talented musicians. So they are all like the best musicians. And Leck plays trumpet. He plays guitar. He's got the most velvety voice of all time. Huh? Oh. So I want the whole world to know about this band because they it sounds they, like you're on the boardwalk in Wildwood yeah. in the summertime. They, so they, you you want the whole world to be dripped in honey. They is, deserve is it. This yeah. band is too good for people not to know about. Um, if it's not your thing, I get it. It's old fashioned sounding, whatever. But um, for the most part, I know people like a good you know R and B soul. But um, to be fusion. able to write new songs that sound <laughs> almost like they were from the 50s or the 60s. Yep. Yeah. That takes a lot of talent. Yeah. So they, they completely nail Not it. Not talent. Um, it takes a lot of skill mm. to be able to do that. And if you like this style, if you like this like ragtimey soul R&B thing, check it out. No, because people still like it. I, I think it's not dead. It's definitely one of those things that you can't not smile at. You well, know, when you listen to it, you just, I've never heard somebody go, oh, that's garbage. Now, <laughs> another topic <laughs> I think that we should talk about at one point, because I just thought of it, is why when someone listens to music like this, are they less likely to say, ew, that's gross. When they listen to Screamo, they're like, ew, that's gross. I think it's the abrasive factor. This is, a lot, more, this is a lot more palatable. Yeah. But anyway, so that's my John Jam of the Week. Please go check out the California Honey Drops. They do a lot of charity work for California as well. Which is fantastic. Well, they um, have they have something on their on their Spotify page for um, donations for COVID relief. Yeah, Ninth, they're, well, COVID they're just relief. good guys. Yeah. and I would love. I was well, I wanted to have this album physically, and um, the going rate on eBay for it is thirty bucks because they don't sell physical copies on their website. Wow. So eventually, I gotta make it out to a show. I was planning on doing it this year, probably not gonna happen because of what's going on. So. Um, Maybe in the fall. Maybe in the fall. You know what's awesome, though, is... Uh, thank you for that, John. I thought yeah, that was really good. Um, the when, when I went down to New Orleans in November, that's all you heard was this type... Well, not all the time, but... Uh, so lots of that New Orleans Yeah, like jazz. New Orleans jazz. And we went to one... Um, my girlfriend, Lucy, uh, her parents took us to this one, like, old-time, like, jazz New Orleans club or bar. And it was, like, decked out, like, the 1950s. And like, there right. was, like, they crammed about... 10 people on the stage yeah. and they were all shoulder to shoulder and they were all kind of like older guys and it's it, it, was, cool. it was awesome and the, but so the thing cool. is is that this style of music when you really dive into it you have to be 
good. Well, that's you can't because just like you you have to know how to sing. You have to know how to play multiple instruments. You can't just fake your way through this music. These guys were the possibly the best musicians. The, yeah. The New Orleans jazz guys, and there's ten people stuffed on a stage. You yep. find your average rock band, four piece, whatever. Mm-hmm, right. And they're not that good. Yeah. And they get a light show, this gigantic <laughs> yeah. stadium. Some of the best musicians have been crammed onto little stages. Yeah. Yep. I and, don't understand and, that. And the other thing is, if for anybody that doesn't know how tape recording works, the old school way of doing it, basically you get one take, and if you mess it up within that take, you got to throw it out. And most of those old records from, like, the 1970s earlier, um, like – Zeppelin albums and stuff. There's little mistakes and little mess ups here and there, um, but it's so hard. It's not like what we do, where we can take like a little section of a piece of a song and move it just a hair to be in more in time. Like well, these guys were, had to do it manually or just throw it out yeah. and do a new take. And rolls of tape are expensive. It's very expensive. That's what I was gonna say. So it's you have more pressure. Like I, I remember recording vocals in the basement in the summer, and I remember just being able to say, oh, no, I didn't like that take. And then I would just keep redoing it over and over again. You Some lines would take thousands of dollars <laughs> into tape. One, <laughs> one of the – and that's why I am willing to admit I am not one of those guys that can get it in one take because they are true musicians. And yeah. mind you, I'm still working They probably at practice, though. Like, it, where, like I, I noticed that when I record that – it's also me practicing too. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of it as well. That's a big part of it that we have the ability to just scrap a take and no, Where no practicing problem. has become part of the recording process. Right. So yeah. it's kind of it's not as difficult as it used to be. But anyway, California Honey Drops, check them out. The nice part that I like about that music is it's also one that you can just you always want to snap oh, your yeah, finger oh, to, you, you, tap you, your foot, you, like oh do a little gosh. do a little. The you know, velvety voice thing. makes it. His voice yeah. lack. Lack. He's awesome. Yeah, is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, it was. Nice I didn't even know his name was Lech until today. They were all wearing. I, he looked like a Brian. They like were all the, wearing fedoras too. Oh, for the most they, part, which they is, are classy fellas. Look at these, these classy fellas. Mm, all wearing. They jackets. look like. Now they also dress in. That's uh, how you dress like a musician. They right? all, yeah. no, but they also dress like um, the hillbillies from The Simpsons. Oh, that's cool. In some of their, like, shows, so they, they dress, like, really down, or they'll dress up. There's no, like, in-between of just casual. They dress either really nice or terrible. Those are, like, people with I want overalls and stuff. Those it's are people awesome. I want to hang out with. I would love to see them live. Anyway, yeah. good right. news of the week? Yeah. Oh, of course. We got our good news of the week. I feel good. I knew so you that can't I help but snap to this, either. <laughs> All right, I will hit you with some good news. John, pull up the picture. All right, here we go. Many people might be looking at the screen saying, why are people in an office holding their hands up? Somebody somebody, th- somebody, has some money. I thought it was a revival church. I didn't think I, it was an it, office. It, it, it might be that. <laughs> are those no. lottery tickets? No, they're not. It's money. It's money. What so, type of money? Though? I will tell you. Okay. So with people finally returning to work, now that the coronavirus is finally trending down, Returning to this new normal that we have can be a very scary thing. I know for me, I'm going back to work probably in the near future, but, you know, in New Jersey, everything's open back up. Um, but you ask yourself, will there be more layoffs? 
multiple people have to have reduced hours, reduced pay, and all that. Well, for one employer in New Zealand, she is making sure that her employees come back to work with nothing to worry about and then some. And then some. So the lady that's in the blue that you see with the glasses, her name is Jenny Beck. She's an attorney who runs a law office in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And she heard that many small businesses were in dire straits because they depended on tourism. And she got an idea. At the first staff meeting with everybody back from lockdown, the mood was, in quotes, very anxious. People were worried that they were going to be losing their jobs or, you know, having a staff meeting, you think, oh, the people are getting cut, we're going to go under. Right. And But instead of handing out pink slips or salary cuts, the law firm owner, owner gave each of her employees $1,000 in cash. Whoa. So she's just handing out $14,000 in Whoa. cash to all of her employees. She Jenny. Jenny told, uh, she, quote, told them to, uh, when she told them, everybody just about cried, and she felt like crying herself. Um, the shocked workers were also given a caveat, though, with regards to the money that they got, and they had to pay it forward. Jenny gave them stern words to spend the cash on small business only, suggesting that they take a long weekend uh, paying for accommodations of uh, food at restaurants or to just tour uh, New Zealand and just pay back for small business to give them money. Um, she thought it would be fun and that a lot of the staff would be able to come back from their breaks with an extra boost. Wow. Um, so the office really got in the spirit of it. They began planning trips to national parks, going to favorite restaurants, kayak trips and all that. And Jenny said that she's really, pre really pleased that they've picked it up and run with it. Uh, it's really give a, sort of a boost to the morale of the team and also to the small business economy. So, Home Depot, if you are listening, Chris, my brother over there, could really use this type of generosity. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, that all the money from that uh, from that nice lady, Jenny, could have definitely yeah. paid for some problems yeah. I'm having. To keep, hi <laughs> to keep his morale at an all-time high, he needs $1,000 in cash. I and wish that would just show up on my doorstep. Listen, he will pack the orders faster than any anybody ever and before. And he'll do it himself. Yeah. All day and all night. Yeah. Just the thousand dollars in <laughs> Isn't cash. Isn't it great that we're speaking for you? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound too good to me. You don't need sleep. Yeah. You nah. don't need sleep. This is nah. the candle at birth, both ends, birth ends, both ends, guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Birth ends. <laughs> Keep going. But could you imagine if, if could you imagine if somebody just handed you like just hey welcome back here's a thousand dollars for not doing anything but I just want you to feel happy. That's nuts. Or someone would start giving me some happiness. In money. <laughs> in money form. You know, I mean, we give Chris happiness every day that we're here, but, I mean, uh, that you can't. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm happy. But, I was but just you, making a fun. But listen, you can't, get, you can't pay bills with what we give you. That's impossible. Yeah, I yeah. know you're telling me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Jenny in New Zealand, thank you for for all your generosity and what you do. Because I know you're watching. Yeah. And she's also a lawyer. Uh, and they actually, they, they take christmas cards together like easter card wow. like she's very like she she's wants a hands-on lawyer yeah she wants to create such a very inviting environment for Good all for of her, her employees that's what you for don't Jen. see anymore is a lot of supervisors or managers doing nice things for their employees yeah so at random at random times too give credit where credit's due man yeah uh crazy story right crazy story are you crazy Ow. yeah i'm crazy what made you think i was <laughs> we love a good samuel l I'm dressed as the Grim Reaper. After being closed for more than a month, during the height of tourism season, Walton County beaches are back open. We went boogie boarding and swimming. After weeks of being shut in at home, 
hundreds of people from near and far are flocking to Walton County beaches to feel the sand in their toes and the salt water on their skin. I love the beaches being open. I've been in self-isolation for two months. This is just wonderful. But one local lawyer says not so fast. We are dealing with a deadly virus. I think it's too soon to draw thousands and millions of people to our beaches. Daniel Olfelder is an outspoken Florida Beaches for All advocate. But he says when it comes to the coronavirus, the beaches should remain closed. But the message is that I love our beaches. I know how important it is to come to our beaches and that it's such a draw to our community that people will come from all over. And I want us to be able to get back to using our beaches permanently as soon as possible. And if we do this too quickly, we won't get there. While he was walking on the beaches today, visitors were unfazed as they tried to maintain social distancing while enjoying the Gulf. We're down here from Alabama and couldn't be happier that they opened today. Walton County commissioners say it's important that people continue to social distance so they don't have to go back and close the beaches again. What the heck? So for anybody that what? wasn't actually watching, there's a, a lawyer? A lawyer. Dressed in a grim reaper's outfit. And it's a very, listen, it, it's, the, it's not. On the beach. <laughs> mind you, it's not like a, you know, a real grim, it's probably like. He, he put on a black tablecloth. Yeah, and, and like a, a black napkin. And, and cut it cut it a yeah. little bit and to well, make it look spooky. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, so that guy, okay, I figured it out. That guy is just trying to get publicity for his law firm. Yeah. By dressing like the Grim Reaper and going onto the beach. He doesn't care about the beach. Come on. There now. were there were probably about seven interviews I saw online that he did with yeah, different news that's networks. Like, that's like yeah. um it's free publicity. That's yeah. like uh what's his name? Visor guy at the Marlins guy at the Yankee game. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. sits in front row and he gets free publicity every time that there's a Yankee game. Wears so. the silliest jersey of and all he's time. He's probably one of the richest lawyers of all time. Yeah. So, so that's what this guy's doing. Yeah. So he's just, hey, listen, I understand you're trying to bring awareness to not, like, uh, trying to surround yourself with abundance of people in a short amount of time when everything's there's, open again. But There's a certain know. lenience that you got to have now yeah. that everyone's been inside for yep. months and yeah. months. And you got to – where, sure, people probably aren't always going to be socially distant, but you got to try and trust people. Did there, you mean to pick two topics about lawyers? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I did it not. It just so happened that yeah. some guy wanted to dress like You have some good lawyer, lawyers and you have some crazy lawyers. Um, but That's nuts. Yeah. And like they said, people were unfazed because they just probably thought it was stupid. So so nobody will be – well, I'm sure there's somebody that's going to go, my lawyer's the Grim Reaper guy. <laughs> you think – And they're going to – I don't know. You think that, be, like, all these Grim Reapers are going to start showing up at like different beaches like the oh, Jersey no, Shore you're gonna start if he flying. gets his lawyer friends to all dress up as the Grim Reaper and or they like flood the four the horses beaches. of the apocalypse yeah. <laughs> that, four horsemen four horsemen and horses <laughs> the and horse. their horses it would be great if they were horses just too. the horses what, red green <laughs> what? Uh, I forgot the others alright yeah. so that's fantastic yeah, crazy great, story. great stories Brandon so now we got our man Squeezy he is back Squeezy he's Jibs in, he's in action here we go he took a break
crazy right, gigs. So, Squeezy, this week, what is he doing? I'll tell you. He's making a little tutorial video to keep people entertained while they're at home. There's really nothing to do. You're running out of ideas. Sure. First thing that pops in your head. Oh, sorry. First thing that pops in your head, draw. Right? Everybody oh. Everybody has a, 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 <laughs> pen, yeah. a pen and paper just laying around. They want to draw. And, and our man, Squeezy, is an expert at drawing. I bet he is. A helicopter. I bet yes. he is. So, without further ado, we got Squeezy Jibs All right. drawing a helicopter. I'm a little skeptical. But hey, so a lot of people been asking me to make a tutorial about how to draw a helicopter. Because I can draw four different kinds of helicopters. And... So this is my tutorial on, on how to draw a helicopter. I can draw four different kinds of helicopters. I can draw a regular helicopter, a traffic helicopter, a, a attack helicopter, and a whirly bird. And so for this one, for the tutorial, because it you know it takes you a lot of uh, time and work to. It takes a lot of time and work to me to make helicopters, so I'm just gonna do one helicopter right now, and that's the whirly bird. So you just want to make it round and smooth, almost like a circle, but then at the end it's got like a like a tail, like a tadpole. Okay. But you don't you don't get a twisted dog. You don't want to to make it sharp and pointy at the end, homie. You just want to have it. Just kind of stop, and then you fill it in with a fin. Or rotor, as most people prefer to say. And then, there's different ways to do this, dog. You can just do a straight line across like that. You can do a second straight line. I'm just going to, I'm not actually going to do it. I'm going to trace it. But that's, that's only if you want to get three-dimensional, homie. But you got, you got, dog, you got to keep in mind, if you get three-dimensional... It's a whole extra dimension of work, just like life, homie. Everything is much simpler in this, in two dimensions, dog. Once you get that third dimension involved, it's a it's an exponential more amount of work. So now that I got my rotor, I need to make a a window for for them homies to see in. Job is and so that's basically just like that. And then I, I usually like to, to to style it, dog. I like to put my own little flair on it. You you could call this a, a trademark or a brain call, whatever you want. But I just like to put my own little mark on it. So I'm just going to do like a, like a, basically like a check mark. <laughs> like you notice that, that my whirly bird. Is at an angle, and this is just a personal opinion, dog. I just personally believe that anything drawn at an angle is way cooler than something that's drawn straight. Because look, it you can even say that it's going up, like the the whirly bird is just going up, is gaining altitude and shit. So you can say it like that, or you could do you could do like that, and it looks like it's going down the side of a mountain. Like it's just everything is cooler at an angle. So that's, that's it, homie. That's how you draw a helicopter, specifically a, a whirly bird. Look at that. That was awesome. Whirly bird copter. If anybody needed to know how to draw a whirly bird copter you know, at the smallest a, size possible like on, a, on a giant piece of paper. <laughs> put like a check mark. That was the the 
Yeah, last... seriously, with a pen too. That was the last no thing that I ever thought we'd see him do. Yeah. You know, I could have picked like a million other things. Never thought he'd be showing people how to draw a helicopter. Solslaw says one of us draw an attack helicopter. I got you, homie. Chris, Chris Mann no, over there is, no, is going to be drawing. No, but seriously, dog? Like, specifically? <laughs> if you could do more specifically an attack helicopter, though? In then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to have a real com like I wonder is it a Larry the cable guy complex which angle like <laughs> do it do it on the uh on the upward lifting off angle I'll do a uh, face facing us yeah specifically though an attack <laughs> helicopter is way cooler what was mind you I'm using a pen too exponentially <laughs> exponentially <laughs> yeah so squeezy jibs he is a man of many talents. He is not only one that travels worldwide, he also likes to draw helicopters. He actually drew that on his bed. He said normally you want to do it on like a flat surface, but he said he likes to draw uh, in the comfort of his of his own bed. Which He's you know, skills. hey, listen, that's okay too. That's it's not for everybody to skills be drawn on to the pay table. the bills. Yeah, that guy is. Oh, he is so funny. Yeah, and it's not even that he's doing anything like very comical. It's just his presence is funny. What will he be up to next week? I don't know. We'll find Hopefully out. another helicopter. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out on our next Squeezy Jibs update of the week. All right, so. What have these these things turned into? Uh, yeah, we went from, hey, we'll have like one good story of the week, one crazy story, and then we'll just kind of talk and play a game. Now we've got the Squeezy Jibs update of the week. We've got all this stuff now. Yeah. Wow, we've really turned into quite the podcast. Exactly. So speaking of, we have John's new segment that he mentioned last week. That oh, he started. I changed the, the title oh. because it doesn't fit the why, though, title. All right. It doesn't really fit this topic. So I made what you thinking about. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is that a snow globe? So what you thinking about? So what you thinking about? Oh, just Mustang stuff. Is, is, <laughs> is, is that a snow globe? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Is it you laying in a... In it's a, me laying in a field. In, a, in some dewy grass? Yes. Okay. So, uh, this week when I was trying to figure out a topic for us to talk about on our podcast, now that we've got through, <laughs> we've got through the introduction, it's only <laughs> been 45 minutes. So, <laughs> um, the actual topic that I wanted to come up with was, like, we talked about nostalgia, we talked about... Um, being biased towards our own music that we listen to. Um, I know there's some people that really despise, like, the California Honey Drops for no apparent reason. Nope, because they're whatsoever. one of the best bands of all time. And they have no reason to not like this band. But um, people have that. And so we talked about that type of stuff. And then we talked about um, a couple other things uh, in the past couple weeks. Nostalgia, going to school for music, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, let's keep it on the music train. So as I was thinking about stuff, I was like, so what do you think, Brandon, about will we ever run out of music to write? Yes. I think so. All right. On <laughs> to the next segment. Time <laughs> to play a game. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, like, it, there's so much music out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Apple has over a million songs on iTunes or w whatever the streaming thing is nowadays. Um, FM radio, like billions of songs. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so I just think to myself, will we ever run out of music? And I kind of have like two 
competing theories, but I want to hear your guys' take. Well, Chris is on an attack helicopter thing right now, so um, we'll, we'll get him in when, when, when we can. But um, I did some research on it, what people thought. What there is, like, there is no actual scientific research, just mathematical research on this stuff. Because it's more a numbers game yeah, than exactly. anything. You can't yeah. like it's not you like can't last time we were like talking that. about like yeah. we, last time we were talking about brain activity and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to do that with this. But um, so the stuff that I've came to NME, which is a magazine, had an article. And they how long ago? Uh, not that it really matters. 2018. But oh, okay, so recent. So okay. it says that one day. We will run out of music to create, mm. apparently, just by math yeah. alone. But that's very, very, very far away. Um, there's, like, the amount of people that get sued nowadays for music oh, plagiarism. It, it's, uh, it's every month? Every every month there's somebody suing, at least, uh, it's almost always Marvin Gaye's estate. Which which, <laughs> which I found an article that I'll bring up okay. later. So It's almost Marvin yeah. Gaye's estate against everybody else yep. because apparently Marvin Gaye created all music everywhere. <laughs> of all time. But I'm sure it's not Marvin Gaye. It's just his terrible family. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. No, but it's true. They're awful. I, yeah, I talked to there was this professor, but he's also a lawyer. Um, that works in these cases. And not only that, he's one of the smartest musicians. Dr. Um, Hartford, he lives in Nashville now. Anyway, um, him and I were talking at a music conference, and he said that their family is out to get money no matter what. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay Just, with. They're they're almost like it's they're suing everybody. They're suing everybody yeah, for yeah. for nothing. Like they they hear a bass line which you can't sue for like a a chord progression. You mm -hmm. can't sue for a chord progression. Yet they tried and they lost, but they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying. Anyway, um, that could be a whole another topic. Um. But it also gets down to what is music and those types of things. So I've got other topics that deal with that, too. Um, but Brandon says that we will run out of music, right? It's, I like you said, scientifically, I think we will. But at the same time, when people play, like I know we took um, I Like It, I Love It by Tim McGraw and sort of made it our own cover. Um, you also have that ability to take that own cover like kind of mix it up a little bit, take the course. Talk I'm talking about from the ground up. Oh, from music, the oh, okay. not even covers. Um, just from the ground up, can you change and create new music? I think I think eventually we'll run out of time, but it's going to be a very long time. I think it's going to be sort of a uh, a recycling of you know music that happened and then is recreated. I mean, this is going to be long past. We're we're all gone. Um, you know, I mean, aliens will, hey, aliens, they might bring new music we don't even know about. Yeah, but so, yeah. like, in music, f f well, first off, Chris, what do you think? Will we run out of music? I think that there's only so many songs, and like, there's going to be different variations of different things. Like, the song that we are writing now and the song that we wrote a couple weeks ago, I can think of a couple of songs that they sound like, but it's still something new. But then you're going to get to a certain point because you can only do so much with 12 Well, that's notes. what I was going to say. So, so, and that you bring up that topic. In music, in all of music, at least our Western idea of music, we have 
the equal temperament 12 tone scale. That's all, all of our music is created off of 12 pitches. Now, other parts of the world, like India, have like quarter tones, so they've got like weird in betweens of those 12 pitches. But for popular music in America and the Western world, 12 notes is all we get. And also, and notes are subdivided by fractions, so that's why it makes sense why a mathematics study was done about it. Right. Yeah. So then, well, this gets me into this other thing was they took, um, what, what was the college? Hold on. Uh, MIT. Mm. They took. Very smart. They took Bach's first cello suite, Bach, we're talking about. And um, it's one of those cliche um, ones that you hear in commercials all the time. But regardless, in that piece of music, it's a 40 measure piece of music. And almost all the notes in that piece of music are 16th notes. I know for everybody at home, that doesn't really make sense if you're not a musician. But anyway, basically there's 640 notes in the song. Different pitches arranged in different ways. Those 12 notes that we were just talking about rearranged to create this music. You know what? Can we pull up the, the cello suite? Is it yeah. <laughs> what is it here? Box cello suite number one. Box. number one. Here we go. All right. It's Yo-Yo uh, Ma. Is that a good one? Yeah, that's fine. Yo-Yo right, cool. Ma. He's perfect. Yo-Yo uh, Ma. He bowed. Mm. You guys have all heard this oh, before I love this. in car commercials. So go ahead and pause that. Wow. It's a... Con it's a continuous flow of notes. Da, 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 da. That's the rhythm for the most part. He, he holds out and extends some notes. But for the most part, 640 notes in this sheet of this piece of music. 640 notes. Mathematically, 640 notes can be combined in guess how many ways? At least two. No. <laughs> at, you know, that's a, I was going to say at least four, but, you know, you kind of. 36 to the 640th power. Uh, so that's what, like. 36 with 640 zeros. Come on, high end. school math, don't fail or me Or is now. it 639? Whatever it is. I'm not a mathematician. What is that, 75? So all a I'm saying. Magician. All I'm saying is. That's how many times you can combine that, that the notes in that music into a different song, mm. which is a ton of different ways. And that's just one piece of music. Yeah, exactly. So my main point is that there is a lot that we still have yet to discover in music. Everything's been done before, but it hasn't. Does that make sense to you, Chris? We're... In one style, there are many, many different ways to go about writing in that style. Right, yeah. and we were talking, there's all the cliche country things that are out there. How you can Yo, take, Yo, like, Real Red Fire, what's going on, my what's dude? What's happening? Yo. Um, how you can take a country song and, like, five of them on the radio right now have the same chords. Yeah. And the same progression. So, but they tell a different story. So, lyrically, you could have just a straight same chord progression as another song, but it's a different song. Yeah. Even though it's not. Um, there Does that was, make sense to anybody? There was a article. Um, this this came out. When was this? 2017. 
and the article's titled, Has Pop Finally Run Out of Tunes? And it talks about, it kind of starts the article talking about uh, how Ed Sheeran was uh, sued by, um, oh, it was the, yeah, okay, so it was um, Marvin Gaye's Let it, Let's yeah. Get It On. Like John said, it really is, I guess, Marvin, Marvin Gaye's estate. Um, Always. You know, they actually, they were trying to sue based off of the feeling of a song. And you which can't it, sue on that, that. That's impossible. We um, should hang on to this topic, though, for another time. Well, it, it went to the Supreme Court, or it's right. going to be going to the Supreme Court. I don't know if it was decided yet, um, because that's going to be a significant decision, because everything that's ruled at the Supreme Court is... Because then you're just going to be able to sue, oh, this song makes me feel like just as happy as this song, so I'm yeah. going to sue this guy for it. What? Oh, it's so frustrating. Can we save that? Because I could get really heated yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, one, they they interviewed an A&R agent from uh, a specific pop label. And, you know, they they were basically saying that they've been burned in the past and that they're very aware of what songs can't be and that they try and stop it as quickly as possible. Right. Um, because they said that we're so scared because things have really, like, bad things have happened recently and that there have been several occasions that we're like, hold on, this song is actually that song. Like right. They're picking it out automatically, and they're saying, we don't even want to worry about that. We don't want to touch it. And a lot of times they actually hire a uh, musicologist, yep. like a forensic musicologist who comes in, and they have to, the basically the label has to listen to the song off the bat, pick out all the problems first, and then they send the song to this forensic musicologist, and they listen to it, and they say, okay, this is like that, this is like that, you can't do this, you can't do that. Or if everything's okay, then they give it the okay, the thumbs up, and then right. they can produce the song. But that's how crazy things have gotten. Years ago, I mean... In, you just put out a song and you said, eh, that's you know, fine. Yeah, and if it sounds sort of similar, people would say, oh, this sounds like that. And be like, oh, well, I Artists didn't know. Artists were singing you know? songs written by other people, like Frank Sinatra, yeah. Ella well, Fitzgerald. Well, it's yep. crazy that, like... They all sang the same it's music. It's crazy, though, that music's the only art that and other than like poetry and and like something that you write out i'm talking about like physical art that has a lot of plagiarism attached to it mm -hmm. like you know bob ross he does the art thing and people copy his paintings all the time but they don't come out the same yeah but that's because it's a fix but it's like it's like one of those things where it's similar it's really similar somebody sells it you know, they could sell it, yeah. and they could well, probably get away with it. You don't go, oh, you copied a Bob Ross. It, uh, would, it would be more... And maybe I'm wrong. Huh? It would be a better comparison to say trying to paint like someone is trying to sing like someone. Yeah. Is that you're given the hand that you're That's dealt, and, and because music is all fixed notes. Right, right. You know, so... It's just how you arrange yeah. it. Yeah. But that's what's, that's what's also interesting. Now there's... The other side of things that I also want to get into, which is what is music? Whoa, that's a big, that's a big Bo bucket of bolts for us <laughs> to Bo sift through. Before but you get to that, I just want to say there was one quote that I just read here. Okay. Uh, Joe Bennett, who is a musicologist, he said this. In cases of melody-based plagiarism disputes, melodic probability can only uh, can be used to ask how likely are the two melodies to come out identically or very similar similar similarly i can't even say that word so stupid <laughs> through uh through coincidence a lot of people assume that 
identical melodies can be independently generated by separate songwriters, but you don't need to get very deep into the maths to see that that wouldn't be true. Yeah. You know. Well, because I was listening to a... Um, Look, a, we had 12 viewers, and I couldn't say similarly or whatever it is. Similarly. And similarly. And then now we're back at nine. And we're down to nine. Oh, huh? God, this guy can talk. On, but uh, <laughs> funny enough is I was watching someone talk about he goes through and he picks out a couple of pop songs that sound very very similar i'll have to bring a couple of examples next week right but um they were very similar like mm. a uh maybe it was a pink song and a selena gomez it, song it really is hard on but, a friday i can't I, yeah it's but terrible. they were exactly the same and the yeah. guys and the guy was saying uh, I mean, they're inspired by each other, but I don't see that <laughs> as plagiarism. I said, what do you mean? The same, whoa, whoa, is like in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. And and so then we get into how music's evolved, too, which is how people get away from plagiarism is mm-hmm. evolving it. And what is music? Well, there's John, well, you just. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. My there's bad. John Cage's 433. Chris knows this one. You want me to play it? Oh, yeah. No, this is a great tune. All right. Please go ahead, play it. scared of what's gonna happen now just keep it running you can even skip ahead I thought something want. was wrong with the cable skip ahead some more just right to the end Brent <laughs> four minutes 33 Wait. seconds hold on we got a uh... oh it's an under the stage recording wait yeah. are, are you sure Oh wait, okay, here's here's another version. Four minutes thirty-three seconds of nothing. <laughs> and that's just the needle scratching into the record. That's what that sound is. Recorded. I thought nothing. I thought he put and like a microphone music. underneath a train John track. Cage is one of those he's one of those composers from the um the uh what's it? Our era, the modern era. You could say the Looney Tunes. Yeah, the Looney Tunes era. And and He's one of those guys that decided, well, music is really like in the silence. <laughs> so, so when you sit in silence, really, you're just hearing the music that's around you. Like so a hum. he created 433, which has been performed <laughs> many times. People pay thousands of dollars to see 433 performed mm. in orchestra halls all over the world. Wow. And what it is, the pianist walks up to the piano, lifts up the lid, <laughs> sits there for four <laughs> minutes and 33 seconds. Ready to play. Closes the lid and walks away. And people clap. <laughs> and this is music. Can you believe that? Well, but that's... that's music is in the silence yeah, but, in the air but, around so like, you. But, but what my other overarching point is music is ever-evolving. Nobody would have ever thought to make 433. But music is art. And so when you figure that there are some things that you go into an art gallery and that you see, it's like you look at that and you keep you keep looking at it and it's like, why is this art? Like you look at it and it's just like a like a molded ball that like has a... Uh, like a, like a a, a nose pressed, on a, it. A pressed <laughs> finger, like, in, in it or whatever it is. And it's you're like, like didn't it's someone art. do a test with glasses? They set it down in an art exhibit. Yeah. And within record time, 
there was a crowd of people staring at his glasses. So all he did was after there were about like 50 people around there, he just walked right up, grabbed his glasses, and walked out. Art has become that, though. And that's even with music, too. You're very. It's become like this. Like 12-tone. It's become this, like, let's get the shock factor in there. Yeah. Let's get, like, the weird factor in there. So that's where I get into where we're at now. But then now that you say that, though, to me, now I'm going to change my mind and say I don't think new music will ever die because you have people like 433 right. walking around that will literally just scream into a microphone for 30 seconds and say, Yoko Ono? Number one hit. Or bang on a cup with a spoon. Do you want to play some of that Yoko Ono? No, I do not. I don't want to do <laughs> that. Right. Somebody go look yeah. up Yoko Ono singing, and, and you'll you'll find it. In him. an art museum, it's specifically. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Identical. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, that was spot on, Chris. Um, but this guy talked about, think about, like, the advent of rap. Nobody had ever done non-melodic singing music before rap was created. So it's very interesting that, you know, rap is now probably the most predominant yeah. style of, of popular music right now. And it all started because somebody said, hey, let's do something different. Back there behind me, um, drum sets nowadays are nothing without a sample pad. And then and you started to make ra mix rap with singing. Right. And that created another type of style. And then of music. you started, now it's like the elements of fake beats, like fake drum beats and synth loops and all that stuff, is now in every style of music metal, uh, rock, uh, country. Country has really taken it and ran with it. Um, all the fake beats and stuff like that are in all of these genres of music. So I feel like even though maybe chord progressions, the music itself won't ever be original how you go about creating these pitches will be what keeps music going and the other the other point that i wanted to make was i think so as much as technology will always evolve and music will whether it's better or worse evolve with it old styles will also keep us grounded such as like the california honey drops yep. that that new old music will also keep people grounded. It's probably going to keep cycling around and around. So what you're saying is it's kind of going to be, you know, people use that as sort of their, um, like, remembrance. Like, oh, oh, this is what real music is start, like supposed to sound like. Right. You know, and so that's, thing. but that's how people make really solid careers. That's yeah. why Luke Combs is huge now in the country scene, because he reminds people of an older style that wasn't so bent on fake pop country beats mm. and real lyrics. So, um my my thing is, I don't think we'll ever run out of music in our lifetime. Yeah. In eventually, eventually, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years from now, if this planet is still here, um, we'll run out of music. And then it'll be someone else will just come by and mess up something. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they'll, they'll do a, a we'll have like five a minute. new style of music. It's going to be called like Flang or something. <laughs> I don't know. Fling flying. Hashtag flying. <laughs> but Hashtag it's crazy. Fling. It's just the evolution of music is nuts, and I think we'll never run out of that. It, it, some, someone somewhere is going to take two genres and forcibly mash them together no matter what it takes, yep. and it'll be what it is. Like, uh, what do you have? Um, what's, his, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, I don't know if flying is going to be a... Captain, Captain Beefheart. 
Oh, Captain Beefheart's my favorite. What, what's uh, what's a what's a really good song we can show people on here? And um, one thousand and tenth day on the human toe. No, go go to um, Apesma. No, that's more just a talking one. If give, you could uh, go to um, Bat Chain Puller, that would be awesome. And give uh, Kayla and Katie just nightmares for years. <laughs> Um, what chain puller? What what uh, what album is that on? I I hate that I have to ask that. Um, um, what about Ice Cream for Crow, a classic? Or or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trout Mask Replicas? Uh, oh wow, that is so weird. Here we go. Here we go. Bat chain puller. Let's 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 do that one. I didn't say that just because you said it. Thrash. Open up the pit. <laughs> Can I tell the Captain Beefheart story? Do we have time for me to talk about Captain Yeah, you have Beefheart? like you have like ten seconds. Alright, great. No, I'm kidding. So Captain Beefheart, if you guys don't know Captain Beefheart, you need to check him out. He is so not good at all. <laughs> but he's He's one of the Im most influential artists next to, like, Frank Zappa in that realm of weird music. Um, it goes it goes, Captain Beefheart, and then Frank Zappa is probably the more palatable top-of-the-heap guy. Yeah. But um, Captain Beefheart has no musical skill at all. What? Um, <laughs> no. His, he has influenced everyone from Kurt Cobain. To of course John Lennon to Johnny Depp to um, any like artist that has ever stumbled upon him Everyone, John John Lorry John Lorry everyone that you've said it makes sense it makes it sense they're just true. weird but um, what and I, oh we should do a whole thing on weird music well then, then we'll save it we'll no, save I, we'll I, save I, the story I gotta tell the no, no no we'll save we'll save the All story right, we'll just, save the story. For next time, but believe me, the story is worth the the because listen. Because I've got like three albums that definitely. Which I don't know why. Th there's three albums of um, other artists. Well, if you can call them artists or musicians, that we should dive into, and I'll. I'll yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we'll, right, do, we'll, we'll do that. we'll do an episode of weird music. There we go. Just all the and I mean it'll be our our definition of weird music. You know, may, maybe people will like it and they'll be like, oh, that's not. Well, weird. there's so I, many I albums that like do it on the people regular. like Kurt Cobain or whoever. And I keep mentioning him and I don't know why, but the uh, Sublime album. Yeah, that people go, oh my gosh, that album is so good, and objectively, it's bad. Objectively, from like go to any musicologist and they'll go. That's bad. That's awful. It's just nails on a chalkboard. But yet. I had to sneeze and I can't sneeze. And now yeah, I was kind of wondering what you were doing. Uh, the one yeah. Nirvana song. So we are at the end of the show, and we always like to close out with our Musician of the Week. Chris, who, who do we have this week for our little pretty farm animal? So today we got Brother Bear. He lives in the Great Mountains of Annapurna, Nepal. Says he's been playing trumpet for years. Self-taught, no lessons, no thanks to you, Dad. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoops. What? Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go watch that again. He actually stood no, up. No. That's not real. It's a guy in a bear costume. Well, bears stand up. Bringing, <laughs> bringing jazz back to work at man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you like jazz? He's even doing like a little, a little like. A little, a little like step. Oh, uh, that's our move. What was his name again? Brother Bear? What was it? Brother Bear. Brother, Brother Bear. Bear. Mm, we love ourselves some Brother Bear. Well, as always, we thank you guys for tuning into the Family Table podcast. We're going to be back on Sunday for our live full band set. Yep. Uh, and we're going to be debuting some hopefully a new setup for our podcast next week and then all of our live streams after that. So stay tuned. We love you guys. Thank you for everything. And we will see you guys on Sunday at 6 o'clock. Uh, yeah. 6, six o'clock. o'clock. 6, six o'clock. o'clock. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Hey, people. John here from Triple Addiction. Thanks for listening to the Family Table Podcast. If you like it, please be sure to share it with a friend. While you're at it, head on over to our website to find all of our Triple Addiction news, music, videos, and a whole lot more. We'll see you at the next one.